The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum to all our listeners and viewers. I welcome you all to another exciting and educating edition of the Health and Fitness Show. I'm I'm your host today, Fahad Martin, and I hope and pray that all of us are fit and healthy by the grace of Almighty Allah. I do pray that we all have a nice and positive week so far. Alhamdulillah, it's the blessed month of Ramadan. And we are uh, going through all the Ramadan phases, Alhamdulillah, the long days. But it is nice. It is nice because the days are not too bad. Uh, it is a rival. Uh, recent heat influxes are there. But Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. In overall, in general, if we compare it from the last years to this year, Alhamdulillah, it's much better, much uh, smoother, uh, at least in my opinion personal view and I've all I do pray that you all have um, are looking forward for a nice positive long weekend uh, as we all know that uh, the bank holiday weekend is right in front of us so it is again a blessing alhamdulillah that uh, during the month of Ramadan this year we have two extra holidays two extra bank holidays for us to prepare ourselves and to uh, invest our time in prayers and the zikr of Allah This program is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on uh, Thursday, 23rd of May 2019 at 6 p.m. and casting its positive vibes to all our lovely people in Luton our, uh, and all the surrounding areas of Luton like Dunstable, Harbin and Bedford and our positive airwaves going all, all across uh, all across the uh, uh, all across the patch uh, and all the listeners uh, of everywhere um, and definitely you can listen uh, it's reaching throughout our our airwaves on Facebook uh, and on our website as well so and you can view us on our Facebook hopefully uh, a post will be up and running on Facebook very very shortly as well um, and definitely uh, we are you if if you are listening this show on uh, Sunday or any other Thursday that means it's repeat but in the month of Ramadan we try not to put any repeats on so this is a live show Alhamdulillah it is a live show indeed Uh, as we all know, we cover different health-related topics, and uh, throughout uh, before Ramadan started, we were covering a bit of Ramadan topics. Uh, but it was definitely a, a tag team between me and and brother. Uh, 
uh, Suleiman Rafiq who were doing the last two shows uh, about mental health and and uh, and other various topics as well. Uh, but this year, uh, this time, it's myself who's back on air. So today uh, uh, we will be talking about a very important topic which we all have, uh, and that is our oral health. Yes, indeed, you have heard me correctly. Today we will be talking about oral health and Ramadan. So, uh, what is oral health? So, oral health consists of so many things. So it it consists of hygiene, it consists of general care, uh, and and different areas as well. And but definitely, this is a topic which I will not uh, I will not explain because I have a lovely lovely uh, guest with me. Um, uh, he is a dentist uh, uh, from a Lee Grave uh, Dental Sedation Clinic. He's the uh, he's the uh, managing partner. Uh, he's the partner of that surgery, uh, and he's none other than our resident doctor, Doctor uh, Dentist uh, Riaz Hassan. Assalamualaikum, Doctor. How are you? Alhamdulillah. How are you, sir? Yeah, keeping well, thank you. Uh, and I hope you had a nice Ramadan so far. Yes, I mean, I think, like you said at the beginning, I found it a bit easier this year as well compared to last year. Mm. You know, the weather's been better, and I just found that generally it's been easy, mm-hmm. more easier than last year. Mm. And most surprisingly, it's nearly we're nearly two thirds of the way there, so it's gone yeah. really quick. Alhamdulillah, it's um, I, I'm, I'm saying Alhamdulillah in a way that it has uh, uh, it has a very very smooth. So far, and it, it doesn't been. feel like uh, the uh, the second ashura is about to finish. That's right. It's yes. like uh, uh, today is the uh, today is the eighteenth rosa, which is mm. wow, mashallah, wow. Yes. So the eighteenth uh, rosa. So uh, after tomorrow, the second ashura will be finishing, and it mm. will be the third uh, final right, yes. ashura of yeah. all the takrat and everything starts. And alhamdulillah, the uh, takrat is again. Uh, because uh, it will be either Sunday or Monday, it, uh, depending on uh, uh, which which days you have started, yeah. uh, it will be a, a, a holiday on the next day. So at least people can <laughs> yes, can uh, do some about right. and, and relax on that's the second right, day as yes. well. Anyhow, let's uh, let's get back to our topic. Uh, uh, people already know you, Doctor Yas, uh, but uh, just to, for for our listeners who are joining us for the very first time, uh, can you give us a quick intro about yourself? Uh, yes, uh, I work at a uh, practice in Luton uh, called the League Rental Sedation Clinic on Dunstable Road. I've been there since um, 2007, so you know, I've been there for a very long time. I took over the practice about three, three and a half years ago. Um, and yeah, we are a general practice and we offer you know, various dental services there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in terms of uh, a dentist itself, because d- dental uh, uh, dental practices and dental uh, dentist uh, in in general are are known as the people who some sometimes people fear that they they will come and take your teeth <laughs> out and they will give you uh, give you uh, different uh, <laughs> oral problems <laughs> rather than solutions. Yeah. Is that is that pretty much uh, what the common consensus is when they yeah, see that? I, I think it's a, that's a big misconception. You know this. Some, you know, for some reason, you know, this dentists seem to be a profession which <laughs> a lot of people tend to fear. You know, adults and uh, um, children. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, there's always a fear, but uh, you know, I think it's mostly is you know vastly misplaced. You know, you attend the dentist regularly. You know, the first place you don't need to have any dental problems if you're looking after your teeth well. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the visit to a dentist should be nice and easy anyway. You only need to have treatment if you you know if, if things have gone wrong. So mm-hmm. hopefully, the first thing is prevention is better than cure. Alhamdulillah. And then you know, visit the dentist regularly so that if there are any problems, they catch it early. Uh, in which case, it's usually easy treatment anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, as we are in the month of 
of Ramadan, one of the problems which more, most of the people uh, face uh, is the uh, oral hygiene itself. Because uh, um, uh, you are completely outside your normal routine-wise. Because mm. normally what happens, we wake up, we go, we brush our teeth, uh, we have our breakfast and carry on. Mm. Uh, in the month of Ramadan, especially nowadays, because the night is very, very small. Because mm. by the time you finish your taraweeh uh, mm. and have a, uh, have a slightly snooze or have a slight relaxing time next thing you know it's time to eat mm. you have your uh, you have your sahur and then you you close your fast and then when you are fasting um, you it, people find it hard to brush and yes. paste and so forth so how how hard it is how, how easy it is or what is how important it is to have the oral health especially in the month of ramadan yeah see one of the things with uh, an oral health like you said is that our usual timetable you know doesn't work anymore um so i mean we need to make an effort to you know to do as much as we can so you know maybe after breaking the fast give it half an hour and then uh, brush our teeth once then Mm-hmm. So at least once it's brushed properly. Obviously in the morning, you know, uh, you know, you, you can brush in the morning as well after you wake up. But you know, sometimes the routine does go out of the way. Because the other problem, the reason why it's more important is because during Ramadan we tend to be more dehydrated. Mm-hmm. You know, your mouth tends to be more dry, uh, and when you have a dry mouth, you know, the bacteria tend to proliferate more. You know, it's not getting washed properly the the teeth. Mm-hmm. So you tend to find that that could you know make things worse. So it's fairly important that in the time that we can, and we you know actually we need to make more of an effort during Ramadan to make sure that we keep you know our oral hygiene good, mm-hmm. uh, because when our mouth is dry, you tend to get you know, well like I said, the bacteria proliferating. You can can get bad breath. You can get other problems as well. So we need to make more of an effort during Ramadan to make sure that we are looking after the teeth better and brushing them you know twice a day. Indeed, indeed. And on that note, let me introduce our listeners as well. So listeners. If you have any questions or queries regarding our show tonight, please, please, please give us a call on 01582481822 or you can send your questions uh, via text messages or WhatsApp on 0779481822. I repeat, 0779481822. Especially if you are having any kind of dental issues or having uh, some dental problem because that is sometimes you uh, we all face uh, and, and, and oral, oral health in an in general is something which we all look after and look forward to but then one thing leads to another and next thing you leads to another and people sometimes put their oral health on the back bencher or mm. sometimes in the uh, as, as people says uh, in the back of their mind although uh, oral health should be right in front of because it should be, we should are be using absolutely. our mouth yes. all the time yes. for everything and everything so uh, why people uh, don't look after their oral health or uh, oral hygiene in general Well I think there's you know uh, there's been a general you know consensus that you, you know, you're brushing once a day in the morning and that's normally all right um and that seems to be acceptable to most people mm-hmm. um and that's always been the understanding as well but you know we know you know from all sorts of studies and from everything that you know you have to brush the teeth twice a day um and once a day is not actually enough it has to be brushed twice a day otherwise you know whatever you eat during the day it always gets stuck in between the teeth in in, in little areas in the mouth mm-hmm. and you know and then when you go to sleep and if you haven't brushed you know that food is stuck there mm-hmm. um and the mouth tends to be more dry during night anyway mm-hmm. so you know it gives a very good chance for the bacteria to proliferate and cause problems 
Uh, so brushing twice a day is really important, but most people don't seem to, you know, visit a dentist regularly unless they have problems, you know. Uh, whereas, you know, on the national health, you know, there you have the ability to go to a dentist as often as required. So, you know, I, I would say for most people, they should go, you know, twice a year, but at least once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, see what the dentist says with regards to the oral hyg- hygiene advice. But, you know, brushing twice a day is pretty much the minimum, really, that everyone needs to do. Otherwise, you know, it will cause problems at some stage in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. In, in terms of the uh, in terms of the uh, dental health and dental problems, um, what are the normal uh, or common dental health problems people face due to the poor hygiene? Yeah, the two problems are mainly dental decay, which causes, you know, pain at some stage, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, then and people suddenly when they get toothache is because there's been decay in the teeth. Now the problem is, you know, gum problems. So, you know, although the tooth may itself be all right, you know, the gums which actually support the teeth, uh, you can get inflammation or, uh, you know, bone loss around the teeth and then the teeth start to become slightly loose or you can get, you know, infection of the gums. Mm-hmm. So that's the other problem that you can get. So if you neglect, you know, your oral hygiene, either you can get gum problems, you know, or gum disease, mm-hmm. or you can get actual dental decay of the teeth. So either way, once it starts, it's very, it's, you know, it, it can be treated if it's caught early. So therefore, it's very important that it's caught early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but if there is a problem, then it needs to be sorted. Otherwise, eventually you will, you know, lose the tooth. Really? Mm, yeah. I mean, if you get gum disease, and then you know the teeth will, you know, progressively become more and more loose, and then you know they end up being, you know, you end up losing it. Uh, and the other problem is that whether it's dental decay or gum disease, the further down the road the problem goes, the more difficult it is to actually treat it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know the treatment may be more intensive, more time-consuming, and a lot more may need to be done. But mm-hmm. one, if you can catch the problem early, it's much much easier to sort it out. So, in in terms of uh, the uh, dental decay. Now, um, do we have to uh, go to dentist every single year to make sure uh, there is no dental decay and so forth, or or uh, is that or do we have to go every six months? Yeah, well, the guidelines, you know, uh, they uh, that you know a dentist will have a look at the patient's mouth, have a little look at their um, you know the oral hygiene habits, and then they will give a, a recall interval, mm-hmm. which is tailored to each patient. That can vary from three months to two years. Mm-hmm. So if a person's got very good teeth and their oral hygiene is very good and they're doing all the right things, then they can go once every two years. If it's very bad and there are a lot of problems, then the dentist might want to see you back every three or four months. Mm-hmm. So it varies from person to person. But you got to go there, uh, you know, you go there for the first time, see what the dentist says. It might be that the first time you go, there are problems and you want to see you back every six months. And then when things get better, it can be changed to 12 months and then, you know, maybe to 18 months after that. So mm-hmm. the time, uh, the recall does vary, but the minimum that, I mean, on the guidelines, they say between six months to two years. Mm-hmm. They don't say anything, leaving it anything longer than two years. Because the guidelines also say that everybody, you know, would normally get x-rays done every two years. Because when a dentist looks in the mouth, they can see your teeth, but they can't see in between the teeth. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, the decay starts in between the teeth, which you can only pick up on x-rays. Mm-hmm. So the guidelines normally say that um, you need to take x-rays at least once every two years. Mm-hmm. So that would be the minimum that they need. You know, everyone needs to visit the dentist. But it might be that if they have plaque building up or, you know, they're more prone to decay, mm-hmm. then they probably need to go most, you know, more often, maybe once a year or sometimes once, you know, maybe six months. Okay. Uh, let's involve our listeners as well. Listeners, if you have any questions or queries uh, to our lovely dentist in the studio uh, regarding your uh, oral health or dental problem or any such thing, 
thing please 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 do give us a call on 01582481822 i repeat 01582481822 or you can send your questions or text message via text messages or whatsapp on 0779481822 i repeat 0779481822 now, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, as we know, we are in the month of Ramadan. Now, importance of oral hygiene in Islam. So, uh, can you put some light on it? Yeah, I mean, you see, the thing is that, uh, I mean, obviously, hygiene itself is an important part of Islam anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are, you know, multiple hadiths which talk about um, oral hygiene. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, the one that you, you need to remember is... You know, where the Prophet said once that, you know, if it were not a burden upon my people, I would have insisted that they brush their teeth before every prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, so which is you know five times a day. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's what, but he thought it would be a burden. Which it, you know, I mean, if you look at it now, to brush twice a day, people are not doing it. Mm-hmm. So if it had been made compulsory to brush five times a day, it would have been, you know, mm-hmm. he, he thought it would be a burden, which is why he didn't insist on it. Mm-hmm. But it shows the importance that he placed on it. And in the hadiths to make it clear that he thought it's very important. Mm-hmm. And there are many other hadiths as well which talk about, you know, maintaining good oral hygiene. Mm-hmm. The fact that, you know, uh, the Prophet himself used to use a miswalk all the time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that, that also shows how important it is. So fairly, from a religious point of view as well, um, you know, it's, it's very, very important. And it's a sunnah to, to brush the teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, brushing twice a day shouldn't be a problem, really. Mm-hmm. In terms of the miswak, as you have mentioned, um, is it okay to use miswak as well as the toothbrush? Or do we have to use choose one of those two? No, I don't think there's a need to choose one of the two. I think you can use them both. You see, I mean, you know, Islam is not against, you know, technological advances or anything. And if something is there that can make your health better, mm-hmm. obviously that is, you know, it's permissible to do it and it's, you know, encouraged to do it. Mm-hmm. So nowadays we know that fluoride toothpaste are better. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very good. Uh, so, you know, none than the older toothpaste which were not fluoridated. So things get better. So we should use what is good for us anyway. Mm-hmm. So fluoridated toothpaste, electric toothbrushes, these things are quite good. But using a miswalk was always meant to be a sunnah anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it does remove the plaque on the teeth. So we should, you know, it's, it's very good to use it. So use it anyway, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also, you know, nobody walks around carrying a toothbrush in their pocket anyway. <laughs> you know, whereas with the miswalk, it's so easy to carry it. Mm-hmm. So you can use it after you've eaten something or, you know, it's much easier to use it in between during the daytime, which you, where you wouldn't use a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. So I think if you can combine them both, even better. But, oh. you know, don't neglect uh, one. Okay. So in terms of uh, miswak as well, because uh, it's uh, what is actually miswak? It's is it just a, a, a piece of wood? Which yeah, it's, it's like the bark of the tree. You know yeah. that where, where you chew off the end of it to make it a bit more. You know, so and then you can split the ends of it, and then with that you you know you rub the surfaces of the teeth, mm-hmm. uh, and that tends to uh, clean the teeth. So it's it's very good, um, and it's definitely helpful to do it. Uh, but like I said, you know, don't do just that, and you know, neglect the brushing. Okay. Now, uh, we also in the month of Ramadan uh, suffer from a bad breath. Now, uh, sometimes people saying things that why, how do they get a bad bad breath from? Mm. Do uh, have they eaten something or something like that? So, firstly, tell us how one get a bad breath, and then tell us how to get rid of that bad breath. Yeah, you see, I mean, especially in Ramadan, the main reason why we get bad breath is you know because we are dehydrated and our and our mouths are dry. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get a dry mouth, it tends to be uh, you know you tend to have bad breath. Mm-hmm. When the mouth is dry, certain you know bacteria proliferate and they release you know sulfur compounds or what's called 
you know, VAC, volatile sulfur compounds, mm-hmm. which tend to cause bad breath. Um, so that you can get, you know, like when you wake up in the morning, for example, you know, because the mouth has been dry, saliva production is much, much reduced when you sleep. Uh, so the teeth are not getting, or the mouth is not moist at night time. Mm-hmm. So when you wake up in the morning, that's why you have bad breath because of these, you know, uh, bacteria and the volatile sulfur compounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same thing happens during Ramadan because normally we would be drinking a lot of things during the daytime, you know, so there's water going in, the mouth is getting washed, there's more saliva being produced when we eat, mm-hmm. uh, whereas during Ramadan that's not happening. So, you know, that's happening to us during the daytime, whereas normally only would happen at night time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very difficult to keep the mouth, obviously, to stay high hydrated when you're, you know, fasting, but, you know, you can rinse your mouth out with water. I mean, you're doing it five, you know, when you when you take wulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so similarly, you can do that a bit more often, uh, just to swish around, you know, just with water, plain water, just like you do at all the time, but, you know, same thing. You do that a bit more often just mm-hmm. to, you know, keep the mouth moist. That will help and, you know, keep the mouth a bit more moist. So uh, while fasting, um, is it uh, is it okay to subside the bad breath just by rinsing uh, water in the mouth, or do we have to do something else as well? No, I mean, well, obviously, if you see, the thing is, you, you, hopefully, you, you know, the person is brushing their teeth twice a day because at least you remove the plaque twice a day. Mm-hmm. That does help. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you can even you know. Um, brush in between if you need to you don't have to use toothpaste but you can just use a normal brush and brush again if you do get the chance mm-hmm. um, uh, but otherwise just keeping it moist is the best thing that you can do and that should be sufficient okay so if if i say um what is the one two three of oral hygiene what will you say well i would say uh brushing twice a day mm-hmm. um, using an electric toothbrush mm-hmm. cleaning in between with uh, the teeth with um, some floss or interdental brushes mm-hmm. and the fourth one would be a, a mouth rinse a mouthwash mouthwash now when when it comes to mouthwash um which is the, um, I, I know it's not we cannot we are not promoting any brand hmm. but in general what uh, qualities of a mouthwash we should one should look into yeah as long as the mouthwash is fluoridated so it's got fluoride in it mm-hmm. you know that's usually enough because they all have some you know good smell mm-hmm. you know they all come in different flavors uh, and you know as long as they contain fluoride as a fluoridated mouth rinse it's it's fine so this you know that's all you need to look at really so do we have to rinse a mouth like properly properly or do we have to gargle as well and do we have to brush while we are doing the mouthwash no uh, you, i mean brushing you brush as as you normally would okay with the toothpaste uh, with, with the toothpaste yeah um, you don't need to use a mouthwash straight after i mean in fact you got to just look at some mouthwashes you know and some toothpaste do interact and so you know it can be a problem so for example you know chlorhexidine you know they say you shouldn't use it straight after brushing you got to leave a bit of time between the mm-hmm. mouthwash and the toothpaste um, so it might be an idea to use a mouth rinse at a time other than when you're brushing because when you brush you get good breath anyway mm-hmm. and you've had fluoride on you know on your teeth already so maybe keep the mouthwash for another you know for a different period of time mm-hmm. all right okay so um in in, in the general consensus um, especially when you uh, when we have uh, have food uh, and um, uh, when especially whether we are having some um, some sharp objects in our mouth like if we are trying to break something from our mouth or having when I say break something like bones and mm. and if you are having uh, nowadays we are having samosas and uh, all the all the yeah. things uh, sometimes we uh, uh, end up uh, getting cuts and and blisters in our mouth because of the food which you're having because they're hot uh, sometimes mm-hmm. we don't realize the samosas are hot mm-hmm. or because it's hot we just uh, just pick it up and put it in our mouth 
So we got those things. So when we have blisters or cuts in the mouth, do they uh, create bad breaths as well? No, cuts don't normally cause because uh, you know bad breath because in the mouth cuts tend to heal fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay, but sometimes people can get various you know conditions in the mouth. You know where you can get aftus ulcers or different other types of ulcers in the mouth or other conditions in the mouth. Uh, you know where they have ulcerations and which happens you know and lasts for several days and it, you know it's a recurrent problem. Uh, in those people, sometimes it can be a, a problem can be an issue mm. but if you get conditions in the mouth which are you know any ulcer in the mouth you should get it checked out anyway mm-hmm. most of the time it tends to be some you know a benign condition like aftus ulcers you know uh, or other you know lichen if you condition like lichen planus and other things mm-hmm. but obviously if you do get an ulcer in the mouth you know there's always a risk that it might be something more serious mm-hmm. so if you do get ulcers in the mouth you know definitely get it checked out uh, don't just assume it'll go away um, and you know you know if it's not if it's a, a week after you saw it get it checked out for sure so what is the normal time for a blister or a cut in the mouth uh time take to heal well within a week it should be gone okay yeah i mean the vast vast majority of them which whether it's recurrent after ulcers or whether it's in a traumatic ulcer you'd expect it to go within a week so if it's there after a week um see the dentist and have it looked at Okay, cool, cool. Uh, wow, I must say on this on that note, the time has passed really, really quickly. <laughs> we, we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are we are approaching fastly for our uh, advert break. So uh, once we come back from break, we will ask uh, our, our dentist a bit more questions about our oral hygiene and oral health, and definitely one of the common question: why our gums bleed when we brush? Now that is one of the things which most people might have their in, in their mind. But don't go anywhere. We will be back after these very short messages so when we uh, and definitely if you have any questions or queries in the meanwhile please 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 do send us your questions by text message or whatsapp but until then we will be right back after these short messages you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on inspire fm Assalamualaikum and good evening to all our listeners and viewers. Welcome back to the Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host Fahad Martin for this evening uh, and today's show. And today we are talking about oral health in Ramadan. And uh, with our guest, uh, and it's none other than our residential uh, uh, dentist, uh, Dr. Riaz Hassan. Assalamualaikum, Dr. Saab. Waalaikum salam. How are you, sir? Very well, thanks, Fahad. And and today we are discussing about the oral health. And before we uh, and before we went on break, we were, we had quite few question answers and definitely so much information presented throughout the way. Uh, this program is broadcasting live today on twenty third of May two thousand and nineteen from the studios of Inspire FM for our lovely people in Luton and all the surrounding areas of Luton, uh, like Dunstable Harbour and Bedford, and reaching all across uh, the world through our website uh, and on. Our uh, through our Facebook page so you can either view us or hear us from from other medium as well so um, uh, before we went on break we were talking about uh, blisters and and we we, we asked uh, uh, a lovely dentist about uh, uh, why uh, blisters and so forth so forth but then uh, I can see that I have few questions coming up on the screen as well and uh, funny enough it is the question which we said that when we come back from the uh, 
from the um, break we will ask and this is uh, one of the one of the uh, listeners was asking uh, what is the cause of uh, bleeding gum so doctor tell us what is the cause of bleeding gum yeah so the way it works is that initially you get um, you know right yeah you get uh, plaque building up uh, on your teeth okay so that's quite normal mm -hmm. uh, if you don't brush the plaque away properly mm -hmm. uh, then the plaque becomes a bit more hard mm -hmm. um, and it forms you know tartar or calculus and that actually can form below the gum level as well so what you can see on the top but also under the gum level as well mm -hmm. that when that forms it is full of bugs and that makes the gums quite inflamed mm -hmm. When the gums become inflamed, they start to look a bit red, you know, and you get gingivitis or, you know, inflammation of the gums. And then when you start to brush your teeth, they start to bleed because they're quite inflamed. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is that it keeps progressing. So, you know, when the gums get inflamed, what also happens is that, the you know, the bone that's supporting the, or holding the teeth, that starts to, you know, recede or to reduce as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's a you know, continuous process. Over time, that's why sometimes the teeth start to look really long because mm -hmm. the gums and the bone around the teeth have started to shrink. Mm -hmm. uh, so the reason it bleeds is because, you know, it's uh, you've got gum disease. Mm -hmm. But in the initial stage where you have gingivitis, it's usually easily reversible. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then once it goes further below the gum, you know, and starts to involve the other structures around the tooth, you know, it goes from gingivitis to what's called periodontitis, which mm -hmm. means, you know, the supporting structures of the teeth also become inflamed. Mm -hmm. And then even then in the initial stages, you know, the treatment is not that difficult. But then it, once it gets more progress, you know, progresses more, mm -hmm. it becomes more and more difficult. So that's the reason why the gums bleed. So it's a very good indicator when if that if you're brushing your teeth and you've got any bleeding coming, there is a problem. There is some inflammation or, or you know, something worse going on and it needs to be looked at and it needs to be treated. Okay. Uh, in terms of uh, the bleeding gum, now I know when when a person have a bleeding gum, uh, or when you brush your teeth and you see some blood coming up, the first human reaction, or at least uh, reaction which I have seen either by myself or some of my family members, is that we stop brushing mm. our teeth. Now I remember from your past shows you said do not stop brushing teeth. Now why why is that, and why we we see some blood coming out when we are brushing? Yeah, I mean, the, obviously, when the reason it, we see the blood coming is like is like what I said, you know, the gums are inflamed. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's it's you, like you said, it's quite a natural thing that if we see it's bleeding. You know, unless it's on the front teeth or on the back teeth, we tend to stop brushing because we think, well, we don't want to hurt the gum or we don't want to make it worse. Mm -hmm. But the you shouldn't actually stop brushing because what you need to do is, you know, if you know the cause that there is plaque there that's making the gums inflamed, you need to make sure that you brush it away. So despite the fact that it's bleeding. I mean, the first thing is, yes, make an appointment with the dentist, get it checked out, you know, and he may need to do a bit of cleaning because once the plug becomes hard and it forms, you know, calculus or tartar, it needs to be removed either by the dentist or the hygienist mm -hmm. and needs to remove it for you and clean it. Uh, but sometimes you can get bleeding just because there is plug which can be removed by brushing and you need to make sure that you brush it thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Despite the the bleeding, because once you stop the, you know, you, it, it bleeds, and then after a couple of minutes, it stops bleeding. Mm -hmm. uh, if you continuously brush the plaque away, and all this starts, you know, it bleeds in the first week and the second week. But if you continuously keep doing it, and you stop the plaque from building back up again, you'll find that after some time, it does actually stop bleeding. Mm -hmm. But the only problem is you don't know whether there is anything you know that you haven't brushed away. So that's why if you do have bleeding, come see the dentist. Mm -hmm. But for you know, don't stop. 
brushing or don't reduce uh, you know the brushing okay one of the other questions on the screen says uh, asking are there any home remedy for bleeding gums no not really i mean you know the there aren't any medications or anything you can take uh, that will make things better for you know to to stop the bleeding um because you know it's you have to do something more than just that you know there are no tablets or you know mouthwashes that you can do there are mouthwashes like you know chlorhexidine mouthwash you know which is cosetil uh, can help with gum inflammation as long as you combine it with you know very good brushing habits we see one of the reasons why a lot of people get the problem is that when we brush our teeth we brush on the you know top of the teeth on the inside and outside mm. but just like ding, 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 yes ding. Yeah, absolutely yeah but you don't brush inside the teeth <laughs> in between the teeth because you can't get in between mm-hmm. you know and when you look at after eating where does the food get stuck it's actually not on the outside or on the inside of the teeth it's actually between the teeth between the teeth yeah and you know that's why you know cleaning in between the teeth is very very important which is something that most people don't tend to do even if they're brushing twice a day mm-hmm. they don't use a floss or the little interdental brushes very very easy to use you can you know clean all your teeth with the floss in less than a minute once you get the hang of it so you just got to spend an extra minute using the floss or those little mini brushes in between the teeth mm-hmm. and you'll be surprised you know i mean if you just brush your teeth you rinse out and you think you've cleaned your teeth and you take one of these brushes or the floss and then you do it you'll be surprised by the amount of you know little bits of food that actually comes out from between the teeth mm-hmm. when you think you've actually done a good job and then the floss actually shows you that you haven't so you know it's very important you do that otherwise you can get problem starting between the teeth now with with floss and 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 uh, this is something which i i always wanted to ask you is that with floss uh, uh, when we do floss between the teeth uh, will uh, continuous use of floss will not increase the the distance between the teeth no 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 not at all no i mean the floss is you know, is, is very thin it's just designed to glide you know go in between the teeth um and and there are different flosses uh, you know available and some people find you know certain brands or certain thing that you get some called dental tape as well which is slightly a slightly different version of the floss you know so that is, and sometimes some of them glide a bit better between the teeth so see which one you know works better for for each person and they and they should use that but it doesn't do any damage you know some people say i think it'll pull my fillings out or you know it'll pull my crowns out or you know cause any damage it doesn't actually do any of those things mm-hmm. uh, provided you use it properly so no it doesn't do any harm like that mm-hmm. uh Guys, if you have any questions or queries regarding your oral health, uh, especially from a residential de- residential dentist, please, please, please do give us a call on 015824818222. I repeat, uh, 015824818222, or you can send your questions via text messages or WhatsApp on 0779481822. I repeat, 0779481822. Now, uh, in terms of uh, uh, earlier, you did mention about the uh, toothbrushes. Now, to manage the plaques, uh, is it better to use electronic toothbrush or manual toothbrush or uh, for good cleaning? Yeah, you see, um, the thing is that the electric toothbrushes are significantly better. than a manual toothbrush uh, all the studies show that you know they're between 50 and 70% better at plaque removal than a manual toothbrush mm-hmm. so it's not like it's 10% better or 20% better it's a significant amount you know uh, it's, it's a big difference between using uh, the two so i i would say that you know using an electric toothbrush is definitely the way forward 
you know, there's no reason why anybody would want to use a manual toothbrush. You know, unless they've been advised by the dentist for any reason, uh, they, you know, everybody should use an electric toothbrush. So also, you know, they're, they're much more costly than a normal toothbrush. But the thing is that if you buy one electric toothbrush, you can buy different heads for it. So you know, different, you know, two or three people can share an electric toothbrush mm-hmm. uh, and just you know use their own heads on the same actual brush. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you buy a normal toothbrush or an electric toothbrush, make sure that you know you change it, you know, regularly. You know, every three, four months, whenever the head, you know, starts to look a bit, you know, frayed, mm-hmm. uh, then it's not uh, as effective as it would be. So make sure the brushes are being changed regularly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, to answer your question, definitely electric toothbrushes are much better as compared to manual toothbrushes. Okay. Now I do have another question on the screen from my brother uh, Salman Rafiq. He says, "Assalamu alaikum, great show. Uh, what Hello, can we done about the crocked uh, front teeth in adults?" Yeah, I mean, sometimes, uh, well, you see, I mean, nowadays, if you find that if they're children, they go, you know, they, they get braces, at, you know, uh, and then they, the teeth are made straight. But the same thing can be done for adults. You know, nowadays you have, whether you, you know, there are different types of braces that people can have. There is no age restriction on having braces. You know, on the NHS, there is an age restriction. You know, you don't get it after you're 18. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are certain circumstances where you can still get it on the NHS, you know, if you're an adult. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, some cases which can get done. But otherwise, yeah, you know, there are clear braces, um, there are normal braces, you know, there are ceramic braces. There are different options that people can have, and the age is not a factor, really. Mm -hmm. So you can have braces at any age, and you can get the teeth straightened up. Okay. Uh, In terms of braces, uh, is it very costly to get braces? Yeah, I mean, well, the costs vary significantly depending on how much you know work needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But you're looking at from starting from you know uh, under a thousand pounds to up to four thousand pounds. Wow, that's so, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, you you know, well, you know, once you do it, it's done for life. You know, so you, you do it one uh, once off, and you know, and then it's you know you have the straight teeth, um, you know, which obviously look better, but also sometimes the bite can be bite can be improved as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you find that you know when you have crooked teeth, you know, the cleaning between the teeth is a bit difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, you tend to have more plaque and more tartar and things. If you have straight teeth, they're easier to brush, easier to maintain the oral hygiene. So you know, there are multiple benefits, which is why kids, a lot of kids, have it on the, uh, you know, when, at that age on the NHS and the NHS sponsors it because there is a good um, you know outcome if you have uh, straight teeth so yeah I mean there is a you know most places where you have braces you know they let you pay it over you know over a certain period of time anyway so you know you can pay pay it monthly and get it done mm-hmm. uh, but it's um, probably a good thing to have it done okay in in terms of uh, kids and their teeth now I, I remember um, my, my my younger son still take two fingers uh, in his mouth uh, so uh, we are extremely scared of uh, uh, how his teeth will turn up and his teeth don't turn up into crooked teeth now he, because he's still what two years old mm-hmm. uh, one year old to her not yet two years yet so um, will his teeth gonna change because at the moment he has baby teeth mm. so if uh, will it or will it knock back in or yeah i mean you see the you know most kids you know suck their thumb and and that's quite normal mm-hmm. you know uh, the permanent teeth you know don't start to come through till they're about six mm-hmm. obviously but we know the baby teeth you know the thumb sucking is something that can cause 
in a you know proclination or, or the teeth look you know sort of jutting out forwards mm-hmm. um so after a certain age you know when they're about three you should try try and start stopping you know stop it you know by the time they're four you know definitely try and stop it uh i know it's easier said than done <laughs> you know uh, and i i know it's yes, not easy and you know sometimes you know you you know when the kids are sleeping you know they put you know something that doesn't taste very good on the thumbs you know things like that to try and stop it but yeah it does need to be stopped because especially if they carry on for a much longer period uh, you can get you know the front teeth pointing outwards mm-hmm. uh, and then then thereby needing braces later on to correct it okay uh now one of the other things when teeth comes in play is the sensitive teeth now mm. um we have seen so many people uh, having um uh, teeth sensitivity by either having cold or hot drinks mm. especially nowadays especially when you have uh, so many chatta stuff right in front of you um uh, especially in the month of ramadan so uh, you have cold drink and hot drinks quite regularly in a very short span of time mm. uh, which automatically creates sensitivity in your teeth so how can we get rid of those sensitivity yeah i see the the three uh, Well, common reasons why you can get sensitivity okay the first one is if your gums have you know shrunk or receded and so the roots you know the teeth look longer which means that the roots of the teeth are exposed mm-hmm. um and that can be due to gum disease and or sometimes even over brushing can cause the gums to recede so the teeth look a bit longer the roots are exposed then when you eat or drink something and it touches that part of the of the tooth mm-hmm. they can it can cause sensitivity second thing is that if it's not generalized and having in particular in one tooth or two teeth it may be that there is some decay in the teeth uh we you know is a hole in the hole in the tooth uh, and therefore when you eat or drink something is touching the dentin and you know that's causing the sensitivity mm-hmm. uh, the third thing is uh, in some people you know there's a lot of tooth wear you know they're grinding their teeth or you know for due to some reason they've worn down the teeth quite a bit and that can be sensitive as well so difficult to know the cause before treating it most people is where you know the gums have receded the, the teeth are a bit longer and the roots are you know showing and that's what the problem might be mm-hmm. so the the easiest thing to do obviously is you know to use some sensitive toothpaste you know there are lots on the market um that you, know, you brush with them that can help mm-hmm. um there are some of them which after brushing you can rub them over the teeth which are sensitive and you leave it there for some time mm-hmm. so you sort of massage the toothpaste into the tooth you know this particular toothpaste and that can help with the sensitivity as well mm-hmm. uh there is another mouth uh, there's another toothpaste which is good for sensitivity but it's only available on prescription so you need to then see the dentist and you know, who can prescribe you that toothpaste mm-hmm. uh, that can be quite helpful as well but obviously you need to make sure that it's not any of the other reasons as well so you know see the dentist just to see what they suggest mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it may be one of these things that can be done you know maybe something simple to treat or maybe a bit more complex uh, but you know to use a sensitive toothpaste might be the first thing to do mm-hmm. Okay uh another question popped on the screen from uh uh Humayu uh and it's one of the questions which we just <laughs> asked earlier is that what do we uh, what do we do uh, when teeth keep bleeding when brushing Yes I think um, like I said um, like we discussed earlier uh, it's you know it indicates it's gum disease mm-hmm. and it's a first warning sign to say look there's some problem there mm-hmm. you know it's it's a it's a very clear way of the body telling you that there is something that's not normal because normally uh, in ideally you're 
gums should not bleed. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely some gum inflammation going on. Maybe some localized gum disease, possibly generalized gum disease. Mm-hmm. So you need to see the dentist, um, you know, and see what the problem is. Um, and it may be something very simple, like having the teeth cleaned, having the plaque and you know the calculus removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it may be that something more needs to be done. But um, firstly, do, definitely don't stop brushing mm-hmm. just because it's bleeding. And secondly, see the dentist to see what it is. But it's usually an indicator that there is some gum disease going on. Okay. Uh, and second question, uh, Brother Hamayu was asking, when when you wake up and you split, uh, spit, uh, there's blood, is it because the teeth was bleeding while sleeping? Yeah, it could. I mean, the thing is that... It, at night time okay some people tend to grind their teeth mm-hmm. uh, or clench their teeth you know that's it's a recognized habit mm-hmm. most people are not aware of doing it i myself do it but you know i you know you don't realize it mm-hmm. um you know sometimes it gets you know when you wake up you feel you know tightness in the jaw and you you know that's a, that's a sign that people are doing it mm-hmm. uh, but you may be putting a lot of pressure on the teeth and the, you know that might be what's causing the the bleeding so mm-hmm. especially if you have gum disease already um and if you got gum disease and you put when you're grinding your teeth and you're putting a bit more pressure that might be what's causing it mm-hmm. so so it may be multifactorial, so it may not just be gum disease, but there may be also a bit of grinding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it may be one or the other. Mm-hmm. So generally, if you see the dentist, they might be able to look at the teeth and say, well, whether you're grinding your teeth or not, or whether there's gum disease going on. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely say you should get it checked out. And don't ignore it. So, brother, may you get it checked out, please, uh, and don't ignore it, because we never know what what causes uh, that uh, that that blood coming out of your gums. It could be one thing, it could be another, but it is mm. better to get a professional. Yeah, help. definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely. In terms of, uh, um, you mentioned about hygienist and dentist. So, uh, which is better? Is it hygienist better than dentist, or dentist better than hygienist? Are they both <laughs> equal? Well, no, I think they both do, uh, you know, things uh, slightly differently, but you know they both do their job uh, you know they're, they're both very important part mm-hmm. of the team so w- with a dentist uh, you know they would look at the you know everything in the mouth mm-hmm. um, and you know soft tissues heart tissues they might take the x-rays to see if there's any decay uh, and they're the ones who would do fillings and things the hygienist is, is, is a very important part of the dental team because they spend a lot of time you know doing a meticulous you know clean of the teeth mm-hmm. they would uh, also measure the you know the po- if they got any gum pockets and everything they would measure all that uh, and they give you know very good high um, advice on how to look after the teeth after mm-hmm. the cleaning mm-hmm. uh, they will tell you what kind of you know brush to use what kind of interdental aids or brushes to use you know to keep the teeth clean so uh, I would say visiting I mean I myself see the hygienist you know regularly mm-hmm. uh, so I would say that you know seeing them both mm-hmm. I mean it may be that you know you got very good teeth you don't need to see the hygienist you, you need to see the dentist only once every year or two mm-hmm. that's fine but a lot of people if you got plaque and you're not seeing the dentist regularly Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing the hygienist might be a very important thing to do. I must say, uh, in my personal opinion, I find it that um, uh, I get it more help from a dentist, i.e. yourself, <laughs> rather than the hygienist. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I think it's it's different thing for different people, you know. Um, so anybody who's got gum disease would probably be, uh, you know, definitely better, you know, uh, you know, seeing the dentist as far as the hygienist would probably make uh, make sense, mm-hmm. because you know they both work as part of the team. If the hygienist notices something, then they would say uh, see the dentist about it. If the dentist sees there's a gum disease, other problems, then they would say see the hygienist because you know that's what the hygienist does all you know uh, all day long, mm-hmm. and you know they would do a very very thorough clean. Um, and you know you see I have a lot of the patients that you know that we send to the hygienist. Most of them want to go see, you know, 
they feel that the teeth are so clean after seeing the hygienist mm. that they would usually want to see the hygienist again after a few months. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they do a really good job. Right, okay. Um in terms of the food or drinks, this is a question which has been sent by uh my brother Salman Rafiq says asking is there any specific food or drink that good for our health? Yeah, you see, uh as far as oral health is concerned, mm-hmm. okay, uh you know, we say that the thing to do is that you should, you know, snacking in between is is a is a big problem. Every time you eat or drink anything in the mouth okay apart from water anything else that you put in the mouth the mouth becomes acidic immediately mm-hmm. okay and it stays acidic for about 45 minutes so that's why so let's say if you you know you have three main meals a day at which time the teeth become you know the mouth becomes acidic and it causes a bit of demineralization of the enamel so a slight damage to the enamel happens every time we eat mm-hmm. uh, but if you're snacking in between uh, or you know uh, whether it's fruits or whether it's you know any, any juices in between you're you're causing that demineralization to happen every you know more and more often mm-hmm. that's why we you know dentists would always say that you know don't snack in between if you want to have anything sweet or you want to have a juice or something have it at meal times because the mouth is acidic anyway and you have it at the same time so avoid snacking the other thing is fizzy drinks you know really bad you know for the teeth you know the carbonated drinks cause damage to the teeth um, especially if they are you know i i even if they're sugar free you know they're still carbonated and cause damage mm-hmm. if they contain sugar even more bad news uh, there are a few other things which are good for health but not necessarily good for the teeth because you know they say fruit juices good for health again fruits you know uh, good for the um, for the health but not necessarily good for teeth because you're causing you know that um, you know damage all the time when you you know if you're snacking in between mm-hmm. um i would say that if anybody's having fruit juices or you know uh, fizzy drinks at least try and use a straw so at least goes to the back of the mouth without causing too much damage to the teeth oh okay that's interesting yeah uh, you know ideally they shouldn't but if you're having it anyway you know try and use a straw okay cool so using a straw is good and it doesn't look bad <laughs> it's good for your teeth at least <laughs> yes uh, yeah. in terms of the because uh, uh, that's another question uh, sulman was asking and we've already discussed this in the first half regarding misfork so is misfork effective for clean teeth it's effective uh, but like i said it's not a substitute for you know using a, uh, an electric toothbrush and you know a fluoridated toothpaste and mm-hmm. brushing twice a day so it's not a substitute uh, but you can definitely use it in between and it, it's helpful okay so uh, as we wow the time has passed really really quickly we just have a uh, few minutes in our hand so uh, if i ask you to give a quick round of catch up of uh, what we have discussed today uh, a quick snapshot and and an and advice from you yes i think this general hygiene and ramadan advice okay so i mean uh, general hygiene uh, advice obviously is to you know uh, to brush twice a day you know ideally use an electric toothbrush fluoridated toothpaste uh, clean between the teeth with some floss or the interdental brushes mm-hmm. see the dentist and see how often they want to see you back but if they say 6 months or 2 years whatever it is follow that advice and do go regularly because any problem caught early is much much easier to sort out mm-hmm. that's the first thing uh, second thing obviously with regards to ramadan uh, you know uh, we tend to be more dehydrated uh, you know and our brushing habit is you know uh, not ideal because the timings are slightly different mm-hmm. um, but uh, because we are dehydrated it's actually more important to pay you know to more pay more attention to the teeth and to make sure that we definitely do brush twice a day because we're not getting the fluids we need you know and we, our mouth is not as moist as it should be there's more bacteria in the mouth when it's dry mm-hmm. so it's even more important to make sure that we're brushing the teeth uh, at least twice a day and also keep the mouth fluoridated and uh, hydrated just by rinsing out uh, you know when people are you know taking wudu or find they're doing it but you know even in between if you feel your mouth is dry just rinse out with water and just spit it 
it out just to keep it uh, nice and moist wow wow thank you so much uh dr sir uh for coming to our show and and giving us uh advice uh regarding dental health thank you so much sir no it's my pleasure and that's all for us uh from our show today uh, guys if you have missed any part of it you can always go online and listen to us on our facebook page or on our podcast or or you can go and on, on uh, watch it on our facebook page as well regarding our show uh, uh please 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 do remember us in your duas uh we will be back again uh, next week uh with another topic uh, which is a uh, gastric uh, gastric problems uh, definitely in the month of ramadan this is one of the common things and when your ramadan is finishing this is a problem which most people but anyhow keep us in your duas until next week i'm your host fahad martin signing off assalamu alaikum thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefm luton